Welcome, welcome, welcome to Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today, speaking of body and mindset, we are going to be breaking down kind of our understanding and how we work through body image and those bad body image days and moments. Um, and yeah, I, one thing I'd like to say, if you have those moments or just because you have been working on your body image doesn't mean that you love everything about your body or that you don't have days where you have these thoughts or these moments or these questions. So don't think that you're abnormal. Um, don't think that there's something wrong with you. But Vic, what would you like to add or what is your perspective on body image? Love the topic. <laughs> Um, I, so just, I think we've touched on it in a diff on the, how to, how to stop comparing yourself episode, which was a long time ago. Um, but just coming from that place of neutrality, I think is the kind of where I had to start. Um, and the thought of somebody talking about body image when I was really, really struggling with food, didn't really seem like I felt like there were bigger fish to fry. Mm -hmm. And then once I started healing my relationship with food and that got easier, it was like the body stuff got magnified in a mm -hmm. way. Um, but long story short, just like at the beginning of my journey in like November, December of last year, it was, I had to come from that neutral position of accepting where my body was accepting, you know, I'm not going to love it every single part of it and that's okay and that there can be things that I can appreciate that maybe have nothing to do with the way that I look or whatever but it's always been a struggle for me I've never really had like like good body image I guess you can say because I have been in a bigger body my whole life so I've always kind of felt not included in a way mm -hmm. um but I'm excited to talk about it I think it'll bring up interesting perspectives. I was really excited about this as well, because I had just had this conversation with two men, oddly enough, which I always find interesting because I think sometimes in this world, we assume it's always women that struggle, but that's definitely not the case. Um, one of them was my dear brother, who is the reason that we know each other, thank goodness. Um, and kind of talking about the idea of you know, he now has a new girlfriend, which is lovely. He's spending time with her. And like um, some of the things like he recognizes, like when he was going to the gym consistently at that time, it, he, even though he was saying it was for health reasons, I knew <laughs> because yeah. of the way that he was going about it, it was for vanity or aesthetics, or um, he was going so that he could, you know, if I look a certain way, then I'll get the girl that I want, whatever else. And now clearly, like I told him, <laughs> I was like, if you find the right person, it's not about the way that you look at all. Like it just isn't. Um, and, and we really like, anyway, it's, it's that part, but um, now recognizing that he is, I just saw him last week and I hadn't seen him for a couple months or whatever else. And he looks the exact same to me, like legit, he looks the exact same. And I'm, I'm pretty aware of people, whatever else. And 
Um, he's like, no, I've just, I'm so fluffy. No, my, my weight hasn't changed, but I just don't feel good about myself. And I've been eating like crap and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it was just recognizing that like, it's not really that his body has changed, but his perception of his body has changed. And that is so true. Like, I, I promise you, if he were to have like a week, <laughs> a week of having meal prep, a week of, you know, getting more walks in, maybe getting into the gym, you know, two times a week, like just care of himself, like getting more sleep. That's a massive one. People get more sleep. Um, but if he were to do those things, like, and he knows it, he's like, you're right. I would feel better about myself. Like I would feel better about my body. And it's not that your body changes that drastically. And I promise you, you do not put fat on or take fat off that quickly. It is not fat. It may be like water or bloating or whatever else, but it's not like actual fat. And so just recognizing that the biggest thing that changes day to day, hour to hour, whatever is your perception, because that's all body images is a projection of your inner picture. And you knowing that you're not living as the most aligned or highest version of yourself. And then the other conversation was with my dear friend, Jackson. And this man, we had just gotten done with like hot yoga. Like he is shredded. Like he's got a six pack. Like I've known him for almost 10 years. He's always had a six pack. Like he's in really great shape. He's a CrossFit or whatever else. And it was just interesting for us to sit down and have this conversation where he was like, yeah, but I can never stop looking at that little, like, un, you know, lower belly. Like I just, it's not flat. Like it's not like, you know, where with some people, like their belly button is like, there's a little bit more, like he was talking about like really in-depth stuff and how he's like, and I just like, I work so hard and I don't understand like why I can't just have this really fat flat stomach. And then he showed me these pictures at one point when he had done a photo shoot and he's like, there was one time in my life that I really got that shredded to the point that I really wanted it. Um, and he like showed it to me, but he's like, but in all honesty, like I just felt smaller everywhere else. And like, I didn't have energy. I felt like crap. And I mean, like, it's so interesting. Cause I have the same thing where like, there was moments when I was like at my quote unquote smallest, leanest, whatever else, but in order for me to feel good about like my belly or my flat, you know, having a flatter stomach, then I lose my butt. I lose, I lost my butt. Like I didn't have any more curves. I didn't have any shape. I was just like, and so it's just this whole idea of like, I think there's this perception or this idea that if I lose weight, if I get thinner, if I get leaner, then I will like my body then I will feel good in my body. Then I will have whatever. But it's just understanding, like you can look back at pictures of yourself and you can be like, oh my gosh, I thought I was fat then. I'd kill to look like that now. Or you can look at pictures and be like, oh, I looked so lean then, but I still wasn't happy with my body. You know what I mean? And so just recognizing that all body image is, is an inner picture. So that's my little rant there what is it for you well yeah I think going off of kind of what you were talking to um your brother about like when you're not doing the things that you I don't want to say no you should be doing but like the things that you know are going to make you feel good like going for a walk going and working out um I've been on the road for two weeks and cooking a home-cooked meal was like the best like I just, I, I did like for the last two weeks and I didn't really focus on it, but like, I just felt like 
like, I know that when my wedding rings get tight, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Um, but like, I, I'm drinking water. I came home, I drank a bunch of water. Like I'm back on, you know, just trying to hydrate as much as I can. But when you know that you're not doing those things, it's going to decrease, I guess, like that sense of confidence and that decreasing your body image. Um, but when you're making those little deposits over time and it can just be, I don't think that there's like one way to cure body image and to like always be positive, like have it in a positive light, but there's certainly things that you can do to make deposits into this little like body image jar that will increase your body image. So like, who are the people you're hanging out with when you're going to the gym? Like, are you focused on your workout and like muscle movement and all of those things? Are you, you know, what are you doing? Um, are you doing something that you absolutely hate at the gym? Is there something that you could change that makes you feel strong or makes you feel, you know, like a badass? Um, and then you have like the eating part and you have the, just what are you looking at on social media? Um, but I think that it's, I guess part of it is just that acceptance. And then the other piece is knowing that there it's going to ebb and flow. There's not going to be like, there are days where it's great. And then there are days where it's really hard and I don't even want to look in a mirror or I'm looking in the mirror too much. Like it can go to like either extreme. Um, but having that awareness, I think is just the first step and knowing that like these, we talk about it all the time, but like these thoughts in your head, are they facts? Are they logically sound? Are they just melodrama in the back of your brain? And knowing that stuff, I think gives you some leverage against like that negative side that you can go into. Um, but I've been having an interesting experience. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about loose skin and that kind of stuff for a long time. Um, but it's been difficult just because I've never experienced it in this way, I guess. And I, so like the past month, I, um, I'm trying to think it's been, a, yeah, a month I did, I was working out twice a day and doing all of the things, um, not crazy workouts, like a walk and then a workout. So just let me just preface that. And, um, going even back to our episode on plateaus, like my weight hasn't moved at all. Like it's just, it's just there. And, um, I was talking to Kelsey about it when I was in Vegas a few weeks ago. And like, the reality is, is like, there's nothing that I'm going to do. Like there's nothing else I can do besides the things that I've been doing. And, um, I don't know how to like, cons I don't know how to put these pieces together, but one of the things that I was struggling with is loose skin and I've lost a significant amount of weight. Um, and I've never lost this much. Um, and there's a lot of skin that's over parts of my body that I know that have, I guess, made some strides. I don't know how else to say it, but, um, th there's definitely a lot of changes that are happening and it's really, really difficult for me to see because there is skin that otherwise probably wouldn't be there. Like if that, if it was my choice. <laughs> So it's just been, it's been difficult because I, I know, I think the easiest way for me to kind of 
see my progress is in my face. Um, I look at pictures from last year and I, I genuinely don't recognize myself. Um, but I can't really see a difference like from the face down, if that makes sense. No, I, it, which is crazy. Cause I've seen, like, I've seen your pictures that you've been sending and there's definitely like, you have definitely gotten so much stronger and like, there is much more muscle definition and like even the shape of your body like has changed, but I know it's kind of difficult to see day to day. And, um, and I, like I, I had told you, like, I will never sit here and be like, oh yes, I can totally understand that feeling. Cause I've never experienced that. I've never experienced what it would be like to feel like, I mean, we all have different, different aspects, but I've never had like really loose skin. Like that's never been something I've had to deal with as I'm aging, as I'm 10 years older than you, <laughs> there are things, Victoria, that eventually your skin does do other things, <laughs> which there's a moment where your sunscreen, that's my PSA of the day. Um, and so that's as close as I could possibly get to this, like, this idea of just like, wow, like, I don't really know what I can do to impact this. This is, um, and obviously, like, there are extraneous measures, like you can take, like, even for like me, right, like, there could be Botox, or there could be whatever else, or there could be like, plastic surgery, or whatever else. Um, and I, I think you and I both know, or I've had clients who have had, is it skin removal? Yeah. Skin removal surgery. Um, yeah. Um, and so, and, and again, like for me, I'm, I will never, there's no judgment on any of it <laughs> like at, at all, but obviously that's not, um, it, it's still just understanding. I think the, the biggest thing that I would say for anyone doing anything, whether that be hair extensions, eyelash extensions, trying to get new clothes, having um, any sort of plastic surgery, having Botox, having whatever, laser treatment, just recognizing that you changing the outside will not necessarily make you feel better about yourself. And so, and we, that's, that's the promise. And that's the problem with diet culture and all the things is it's preying on these insecurities that we have and saying, if you change the outside, you'll feel better in the inside. And you and I both know, and I hope that people understand this. And that's what you mean by recognizing the thoughts is that self-esteem, confidence, feeling good about yourself is an inside out job, no matter what, no matter what. And so it's you showing up for yourself and knowing that you're showing up for yourself and doing the things for yourself because you care about your body, because you love your body. I don't know if anyone can hear my stomach. My stomach's I'm like rumbling. <laughs> okay, good. I, think, I, and I guess from that perspective, like I knew that, you know, I had to do like the inner work, if you will, um, throughout the process do I feel better? Even though like, I still struggle with body image. Do I feel better that I've yeah. Yeah, absolutely like mm -hmm. I can go into a store and not have to like only shop at like a plus size only store. Like those yeah. are things that have been changing for me. Um, 
like we walked into it like oh I went to American Eagle the other day and I got the cutest pair of jeans and I was so excited like Josh was just like oh my gosh that that you would not have been able to do that a year ago yeah. and it's so exciting um and so there are things that you know I as much as it isn't where I want it to be like I do feel better like I yeah. I feel better I have energy I don't feel like I'm gonna die every second um I can move I can walk around my ankles don't hurt like there's so many different things but just knowing that it's you're not gonna like ever arrive and to Mm -hmm. my friend Taryn puts it to me this way like choose your heart do you want to be I mean at the point like a year ago like did I want to continue to be like the unhealthiest version of myself and still hate myself Mm. or did I want to do the work and sustainably and slowly lose weight and still have to like I mean it's still going to be hard but which heart am I wanting to choose and it yeah it's the body image thing it's very difficult because I I still am going through it but there's a sense and I think that I brought it up last time but it's really difficult to like to say but there's a underlying thing that always kind of pops up of well I should be struggling with this because I deserve it I did it to myself like I oh wow so far like so unhealthy I did all these things to my body and now I'm just suffering the consequence of it Whoa, sorry. I was not expecting it to go that direction. It's so, oh my gosh. Like, okay. So like, I just have to really quick, cause I've never, um, I've never put this together, but like, I, so I used to say this, like, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm divorced. It happened. I don't know, eight years ago, whatever. It was a long time ago, but I remember after that divorce and it was my decision to leave and all the things. And I said to myself again and again, like in my head, like, I don't deserve to be happy. I deserve to be punished. And the sad part is, is like that mentality and that mindset, like it like ended up like, then I, (laughs) I ended up hurting myself and hurting the people that matter most to me because then I treated my body like shit, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, in the sense that like, I, I, I overate, I drank way too much. Um, the, the relationships, they, the men I was with, like, just because I had zero self-respect or self-love for myself, because I didn't feel like I deserved to be loved. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I deserved to be treated well. I didn't feel like I deserved to be cared for or cherished. And it took me years to work through and recognize that I am not defined by my past decisions, that I am not defined by my past mistakes. And, you know, was it even a mistake anyway, but like, you know, it, I've learned from it. And so it's just really like, it's been the same thing. Think about this with money. Yeah. Oh, dude, I used to do the same thing. Like, oh, I don't deserve to date because I have debt or I don't deserve to have a nice I don't deserve to eat well or buy nice groceries or whatever else or whatever, because I have this debt. 
I don't deserve to do anything nice for myself. I don't deserve to travel. I don't deserve to go outside of the house because I have like, and you're just shaming yourself continuously. And it's just really interesting that you put it that way. (laughs) Um, Because obviously you and I both know like shame is the thing that like keeps us stuck. And like, I wonder how many people then who maybe have experienced where you are right now, And instead of seeing the thoughts for what they are and being like, no, I'm going to continue forward may end up being like, well, what was the point of all of this? I deserve to feel like crap about myself and then end up overeating and end up do putting the weight back on. Yeah. So, so the examples of like money relationships, all that stuff, it's interesting because I, I still say, what if all of that stuff was on your body? Like, what if that was your body? Oh and my gosh. Yes. Please talk about this. There's such a, like, it's in, and I, okay. So I would like to say, you know, I don't think that I don't like, I should be punished. I don't feel those things, but that is a thought, the melodrama that comes up in my head of like, yeah, you're carrying this loose skin around because you put yourself in such a like crazy extreme, you know, to the very unhealthy extreme. And this is just part of it. Like, this is just it. So there is that like melodrama going on in my head, but logically I know that I was not in alignment with the person that I was supposed to be the person that I'm becoming. Um, therefore like anything that is below like that person I'm becoming is just, it's just life. Like, it's just, it was an experience. I have a, I'm very thankful because I have like a great story to tell. Like I I'm able to meet the amount of people that I've met and the people that talk to me, it's, it's beautiful, but there's just this like underlying, like the, this feeling of like, I, I, yes, I am smaller than I was last year. Like I've lost weight, but do I fit in? Like, I'm still the bigger girl and that's fine, but it's still just like, it, it's just, it's just a mix of, I don't know. I still remember this word that you used. One of the first, like it was when we were still getting to know each other or whatever else. And it was the word exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like I'd been, I mean, initially when I was like at my heaviest, like I felt like I was found out. Like my habits had gotten unhealthy habits had gone so far that it has externally, it's literally on display for everybody. And I couldn't go anywhere without thinking that people are thinking, whoa, what the heck happened to her? I couldn't go and that's, I wouldn't go anywhere because I was like, I mean, I, I, I barely have any pictures. Like I, the only times I have pictures are with like when my parents would come to visit because they love taking pictures, but there was like nothing during that, like few months of last year. Um, because I I had been able to kind of mask it in a way like with weightlifting and, you know, there were less binge episodes than there were, like it was kind of a little bit of regular eating, less binge episodes turned to all binging and not a lot of regularity. Mm -hmm. 
And so, and then from moving to not moving. And so there was a lot of things that naturally just happened. And yeah, it just, I felt like I wanted to hide. I, I remember this is horrible, but I would have patients that would come in and I would say like, I would never get to that. Like I would never get to that. Or when it gets to this point, then I know that I'll have to do something about it. That's so interesting. I remember the guy I had gone on a couple dates with, like he had said that too. He's like, what's your, like, how do you know when it's time to start honing in like back to healthy like habits or whatever else and he was saying like when he hits a certain number on the scale like he would get to a certain size then he's like well that's my indicator I have to like start going (laughs) I was like I'd never thought about it that that way but I am sure that there are people who are like all right well when I hit this number then it's like well then it's go time then I've got to like figure something out which is interesting in the case for me which I don't know if I told you I went and I had a body scan early this week. Um, just cause I'm like, I'm curious. And I really, <laughs> so right now, like, and I had kind of said, and it's just kind of been maintaining, like I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Um, but I, so like since, since mid January, like not that it's, I've put on somewhere between 12 to 15 pounds, mm-hmm. like that's seven months. Now, let me preface that that in January, mid-January, I was at the lowest I'd ever been. And why? Because I had had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because because I was like, COVID knocked me out, man. Like it totally got me um, for two solid weeks, could barely eat anything, lost all sense of taste and smell. Like it was all energy, wasn't working out, had like hardly any muscle. Like I was just, Um, anyway, and so it was just interesting to do the body scan yesterday to see that weight that I, like I told you, like when I saw it on the scale was like, had been bothering me. But then when I realized, like I looked at the lean muscle mass, I've put on a pound and a half of muscle and like, and, and I obviously didn't do the body scan back in January. This was like, I've put on a pound and a half of muscles since June. Um, which is exciting for me. Like, and, and I've gotten so my lifts are continuing to go up and up and up and my clothes still fit. (laughs) Like I still feel comfortable in my clothing. And it was just really interesting to recognize how like my weight could go up. But the moment I realized that, I mean, obviously not all of it is muscle, but, um, like to recognize that a lot of it is muscle and a lot of it is these gains. All of a sudden I started feeling really good about my body. Yeah. And like, it's so strange how like just that little perception, like, and, and just recognizing that. Cause it, you see, I mean, I had to do that. I, I'm going to go get a body scan. I'll probably do it today, but like it allows you to see a fuller picture mm-hmm. and you could be seeing like a number on the scale and being like, what the heck? Yeah. And you get this body scan. And especially when you have something to compare it to, like, I get super excited about it because I can see like the changes in skeletal muscle mass. Like 
all of the things and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And it gives you, I think, a little bit more perspective on, especially if you are hung up on that number on the scale. And, and this past month, like I, at first I was like, why, what is going on? And I'm still kind of like, "Mm, okay, whatever. But the reality is, is like, if nothing was to change, are you still going to do the things? Are you still going to work out? Are you still going to go outside? Are you still going to, you know, eat foods that nourish your body and enjoy some, like, like, are you still going to do those things? Cause if it's just for a number to move, I'm, I question the like intentionality. I question the, like, is that really a lifestyle change? Yes. Ooh, and this that was what I had to tell myself was yeah. like, if, if it is going to stay, this, you know, for X amount of time, I have to keep doing the things I'm doing because that is like the person it's in alignment with who I want to become. It's in alignment with like my life, my values, my everything. And if I choose to not do that, I am going back into the Mm self-sabotage cycle of, well, I'm already here. I might as well just throw the towel and like that those things are only going to push you back into that black and white, all or nothing self-sabotage cycle. Absolutely. When you said intentionality, that reminded me, I saw a post yesterday and I want to share it. And it's this idea of like, so there's, if anyone doesn't know, and I teach this in the course, like there's three types of warm up. Um, so you do a general warm up before you work out, like get on the treadmill, like that can literally be three to five to maybe 10 minutes. And it's literally just to get your body temperature up, get your heart rate up before you put resistance, um, on. And then number two is a specific warm up where you're literally just warming up the joints. You're doing dynamic movement, meaning you're, you're kind of, you're not doing static stretching or standing still, but you're moving through and just lubricating the joints, whatever it is. Um, then we have progressive, um, warm up, which is basically like, if you're saying like doing a squat or a deadlift where you're progressing up to your actual working set, um, where you're like maybe doing just the barbell and, or just body weight and just getting in understanding the, the movement pattern, um, and then slowly building up to your working set weight so that you're psychologically and physiologically prepared for your working set. Anyway, so those, that's just fun little tidbit for you, but I was watching one of my favorite influencers also named Kelsey. There's a lot of Kelsey fitness influencers. If you look on Instagram, I'm just like, dude, is there just something about the name? Like there's like seven of us. (laughs) Um, but anyway, she had said like one of the things that had made all the difference is she started integrating, um, doing an intention and adding it specifically to her warmup. So she would do her like that up little warmup and then she would pause, close her eyes, and think either something like this. I am moving my body out of respect for my body. I am moving my body to care for myself and my health. And I think that this is vitally important before a workout to take the time to set this intention because I don't know about you, but I've definitely had workout days where I would be looking in the mirror and all I could feel was disgust. Mm-hmm. And just nitpicking and seeing all of the, like the way my, you know, belly was, I felt like it was coming over my top or, or my arms or whatever it is, whatever your insecurity. And that is not a way 
to work out. And that is not why you're working out. And if you do that, the, like you're coming from a place of punishment and disgust. And I think reminding yourself of that intentionality, I am here to take care of my body. I'm here to respect my body. Um, I'm here because I appreciate my body. And like that little shift in perspective can just change everything. Because again, guys, whatever you appreciate, appreciates. And I think like that brings it back and kind of looping all around. We're not saying body positivity. We're not saying love every bit of dimple or cellulite or every fat roll or every whatever, like love the loose skin, love everything about your body. We're not saying that at all but we are promoting more of a body neutrality, getting to the point that, yep, this is my arm. And, you know, it's, it's there, it's mine. It's, you know, whatever, cool. Um, but I'm still going to respect it. I'm still going to do the things to take care of myself. And sometimes I bring that up, like separating ourselves from our body, like recognizing you are not your body. It is just your vessel if you can separate yourself and treat it like you would a child, like you would a friend, speak to it in a kind way, um, I think the things you'll do to it then will be better. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, well, we can wrap it up, but I, I just want to point out like something that we had talked about when I was in Vegas and I was like, I was literally in tears before a podcast, just like so annoyed <laughs> with my body and just like the loose skin thing. And like, I, I ultimately, we want to have kids within the next few years. And like, I'm not going to go get, I, I probably will get weight loss, um, skin removal, weight loss surgery. Gosh, cancel that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I probably will end up getting, I've kind of, that's kind of already just something that I probably will do. Um, but I'm not going to do it before I have children because <laughs> that would be really dumb and, or just a waste of money. Um, and I'm not gonna, you know, it's not something that's going to happen within the next three to five years. That's just the reality of it. And Kelsey's like, okay, so what are you going to do? Like, there's nothing else you can do besides the things you're doing. And there, there isn't really another option besides, I mean, you could take the road of like going down the track you were on, but like, that's not who you are. That's not what you're going to do. Um, and that was a very eye opening moment of like, yeah, that's okay. Just keep going. Like there's not, it, it was just, it was the thing that I needed to hear something I didn't really like think of until I was thinking of our conversation, um, but something that I keep thinking, like there isn't another option besides keep living, keep enjoying things. Like it, it just, it was a nice perspective shift. I appreciate that. I, I, and I think that that is huge. Like, and this is something like, again, I'm reading untethered soul, <sighs> right? That just uh, ripped you apart. <laughs> and it is this constant coming back to letting go. Yep let it go. Like, and I know that's easier said than done, but just recognizing like, and it was kind of that idea of like, well, why are, why is this so painful? Like I just went through the chapter of like avoiding pain. Mm -hmm. 
why does having this loose skin feel painful is it feels like you said that I don't fit in that for some reason I'm ostracized, I'm different, I'm possibly less than. Um, and it's just recognizing that like, it's so right now you're, you're focusing on this thing, mm-hmm. but just know that even if you were to get the skin surgery, or like I said, if you were to, like my friend Jackson, or even like whatever, like some people could look at us and be like, are you kidding me? Like your body is, and I've had people say that, like your body is like, you're so da 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 da. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like we there's are, gonna um, be another thing. there's going to be another thing. Yeah. There's going to be something else. There's going to be some other reason why you're not good enough. There's going to be some other thing. And so like <laughs> recognize that, that this yeah. is, this is a never ending thing. And so it is up to you to recognize the noise that is your thoughts Mm -hmm. and that you have the choice to recognize them, become aware of them and choose to let them go. Choose to experience and live a full life regardless. Speaking of that. Yes. I have something that I am going to start and I wanted to, it's something that you already know about. Okay. I'm just like, I read it here. It was the, so going off of the whole body image thing, like shifting the focus. We talk a lot about that just throughout our episodes, but, um, part of it is, you know, a lot of the stuff, these ideals and stuff come from media, social Mm -hmm. media. So I'm going to be doing the 1000 hours unplugged, like over time. Oh yes. And oh I gosh. want to read this. Be- so it, it does go along with it of like when, maybe when you are, okay. So let me explain it. And then yes. I'll, I'll read yes. this, this Instagram post was like, I was in tears the last time I read it. It was when Kelsey and I were still hanging out in Idaho together. We cry a lot together. It's fine. Yeah. So this girl, her name's Hannah Breckner, Brencher. I thought it was Breckner. Never mind. Um, but she said on my birthday last year, I felt a whisper in my spirit that I can only describe as holy, a sure nudge, turn off your phone and keep turning off your phone within the pandemic. I've fallen into the pattern of feeling like I needed to be on my phone. I coped with social media, not a good coping mechanism. I was surprised to find my device had turned into my mini savior. I would go to it when I was hungry, tired. And when I needed affirmation, I was tired of documenting my life constantly before I ever had a chance to digest it for myself. I was tired of having to have my phone in my hand around my daughter. I was exhausted by the need to keep up on platforms that could honestly go away tomorrow. I didn't want to throw my phone into the wood. Oh, I didn't want to throw my phone into the woods and give up technology. I just wanted to find balance and balance that left me feeling joy and delight over exhaustion and anxiety. I created a challenge for myself, a thousand hours unplugged in one year. This comes down to a little over three hours unplugged every day or 20 hours unplugged in a weekend. Unplugged to me is time without my phone. The phone can either be off or away. I just didn't post about it here. I didn't write about it on my, about my progress. I just started turning off my phone and being present in the here and now. It was beautiful and exhilarating, annoying at times, wholly convicting and totally worth it. So I will, we will link everything so that you guys can print it out. She like made a little template, but she recently made a post and said, 
This little tracker sheet holds a thousand bubbles. Each bubble represents one hour. Um, da, 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 da. So this is where at the end of the post, it just was beautiful. So she said, the solution for me was never to get rid of social media or to throw my phone out and live off in the woods. I know technology is here for the long haul. So I was just seeking balance. I found it. At first, it was really hard for me to power down, protecting me from emotions. Oh, I realized just how much my phone had been in armor, protecting me from emotions I didn't want to feel, conversations I didn't want to have, boredom, uninterrupted silence, all of it. But the more I powered down my phone, the more life flooded back in. All that abundance I was looking for, it turns out it was right there, but I was just missing it. I was started reading more books. I made actual photo albums. I took walks. I left my phone in the car while I was at parties and social gatherings. I cooked more. I practiced digital Sabbath. I, we started family dinners. We started pizzas on Fridays. I spent time with God, like real actual time, no distractions. I felt more freedom. I became intentional. I learned to be present in a lot of circumstances, motherhood, marriage, hard things, holy things, uncomfortable things. So I recognize that we both have a lot of things that are social media based Mm -hmm. and that that stuff isn't ever going to go away. And it's, it's very hard to like, even think of running your business or whatever, like without social media, but I was thinking it would be fun to do as just an intentional way to step away from the phone. I need this. And sorry, I had to read the whole, just the way that she writes. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just love, she's just beautiful. Now I forget, did she include sleep time or is it just a three hours intentional time a day? Three hours intentional time a day. I really So like for me, like the reality is, is like, if I'm on my computer, like there's ways that you can make your, yeah, it's, it's three hours intentional or 20 hours during the weekend. Um, but we will link the template or like her link to her blog so that you guys can download it if that's something that you want to do. Um, and I like it because like it's not a like perfectionistic type of challenge. Like mm-hmm. there's probably weeks that she wasn't like she had to do the whole 20 hours that weekend to be in right. Life. So and it's not like you have to do it every single day, but at least. Yeah. I like it. I I think, and this is a really cool way to track it because that's the number one, you know, most effective form of human motivation is progress. So being able to see the progress that you're making. And I, I love this. It's really embarrassing for me, but every Sunday when you get your screen time, like come back, I hate that dude, it's like, mine's always like close to 13, 14 hours. I'm like, dude, I know I'm sleeping about at least seven or eight. So what the heck? Um, and it's a, I think you're right. I think this would be a lot more meaningful time. It would be a lot more thinking time, growing time, intentional living time. Maybe you could have a, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a list of the things that I was otherwise not aware of, like the things that like I started living, the things that I started experiencing, so then you can look back after a year and be like, whoa. I love this. Okay. I may even set up like a focus time, like one of the little, like, you know, when people text you 
and like, and sometimes I have one, like when I'm riding my motorcycle and it pops up, hi, I'm, hey, a, I'm, I'm, on, my motorcycle. I'm on my motorcycle focusing. I will get back to you when I arrive at my location. <laughs> but I'm just like, it would be interesting to like set that intentional time for a three hours and have like, if anyone texts me or messages me, Hey, I'm having like my three hours of unplugged. I will get back to you at that time. Like, <laughs> Um, just so like, anyway, and, and then what it does is like the same thing, if I were to have it be driving or anything else, it's, or like, if anybody has like an email inbox, Hey, I'm away. It, it kind of sets that intentionality. Like, no, I'm kind of like we talked about with monotasking. Yep. Um, again, it just like, it's that little bit of extra intentionality, that little bit of extra accountability. Like if you know, if that text message or whatever is going out, um, and, but again, for me, a lot of times, like just putting the phone in another room because social media is really difficult and social media, like you said, no matter what it puts you in, I still get comparison, even though I've been really conscious about who I'm following and following people who are body inclusive and body neutral and food freedom. Like then the problem for me is like, now I'm comparing myself to other coaches other influencers. Oh, I should have posted something like that. Oh, I should be more consistent. Oh, look at her business. You know what? We're comparing in different ways. And so it, and it doesn't make me feel any better, or I'm there searching for that little dopamine hit who liked my post, who has followed up on my story, who, whatever else. And I'm just like, okay, like this is not helping me be more present and live a life of, of presence and joy. It's just not so. Well, I would be curious to see how that shifts, like for when you do have to be on your phone for like work, like TikTok or like, that's just like, we're going to do this and we're going to do it quick and we're going to do it fast and we're going to do it efficiently to then being able to like, I I mean, I know that it's going to change a lot for me because I, I love I, I like over podcast. Like I always have, Oh my gosh. On. Always have something on. I always have something on. And so I wonder what the stillness I guess will feel like and what that will bring. So that was just something I was like, I totally sprung this on you, but no, I love it. Um, yeah, we will link all of the information to that. Um, other than that, make sure to leave a review um, and make sure to subscribe and turn on the little notification thing on the, I think it's on the top, right. So that you can get, um, I mean, we are on that regular cadence of every Tuesday. So, you know, well, every, wait, every Tuesday, yeah, yep, every, every Tuesday, Tuesday I have 7am mountain standard time. Yeah. So there's that consistency for you. <laughs> yes. It's, a, and it's nice for us. So, um, we've been getting some excellent feedback from some people. Please share this with anybody who may resonate um, with body image issues. Um, we'd love to know if any of these things that we talked about resonate with you. Um, and if there's any other topics or anything that you would like us to discuss, um, we are always open to that. So thank you all for, for being here. Um, again, also I'll put down in the show notes, if you would like access to the journaling prompts that we do on a daily basis to help us shift and rewire our brain. It also has those 30 self-love affirmations and kind of body neutrality or body respect um, affirmations in there to help you kind of rewire your brain when those negative thoughts and feelings do come up. Um, But yeah, we talked about, we went all over the place in ways that I wasn't expecting today, but um, hopefully it was beneficial for everybody. 
Yes. All right. Have a good rest of your week, you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.